Hey everyone, and welcome to Sports RD Snippets. I'm Liz Waluka, a registered dietitian and board certified specialist in sports dietetics. Every Wednesday, I'll be bringing you a sports dietitian guest that will share advice, insight, and rewards of the profession. Snippets of their own career path to becoming a sports RD. Hey everyone, welcome back to Sports RD Snippets. This is so crazy. It's just me today. I'm so used to doing these episodes with the guests, but I'm super excited to do the 30 for 30 Sports RD Snippets recap episode where I'm going to go back to the beginning and, you know, recap one or two highlights or takeaways from each episode just because there's been so many and now it's like there's been such great advice and I thought it could be a great way to close out season two to just kind of bring everyone back and, you know, feel inspired again or just remember those stories because they were so important and so valuable and I thought it could be fun to, to go back and, you know, give people some time to catch up to kind of close out season two. So if if this is the very first episode you're listening to for Sports RD Snippets, I'm probably going to ruin every episode for you. So I would... I highly recommend starting from the beginning, but I I just first wanted to say thank you all so much for listening. Like, this is so crazy. You know, when I first started this, like I knew, I knew my goal was to help students or anyone that wants to become a sports dietitian to, you know, feel inspired. Like obviously with COVID-19 restrictions, you know, it was super hard to gain hands-on experience in our field. And the biggest surprise from all of this, which is so funny that I, I didn't realize, but how inspired I was going to be. You know, I I tend to forget that, you know, when I interview my guests, I usually interview them two to three weeks out. So like, I always forget that you guys obviously don't know the, the episode until I release it. So I get to sit with someone's story for two to three weeks and it's just been so inspiring. And, you know, I hope that anyone's, interview, you know, wherever you are in your career, whether you're a student, early sports dietitian or veteran sports or do that some something that someone has said has resonated with you or you could just see yourself in their shoes or, or maybe even inspired you. And like, it just means a lot, you know, ever, anyone that listens or anyone that shares the podcast, um, it, I, I really appreciate it. And I can't believe there's been 30 guests so far. I mean, I can't believe I've even spoken to 30 people. <laughs> Because it doesn't, it feels like a lot, but it like hasn't felt like a lot. And my point of this is it's only been 30 and there's so many sports dietitians out there. And I'm just super excited to like hear more advice. And um, there's just so much great advice in our field. And I'm just super excited to, you know, start season three in June. So, okay, I'm going to break this down. I mean, 30 is a lot. So we're going to do 2020. So I believe there were 16 interviews in 2020. And then we'll go into 2021, obviously, but just I'll try to break it up a little bit. But yeah, so let's jump in and let's go meet our 30 guests again. Okay, so the very first guest was Meredith Price. And it's just really funny, like looking back, um, I, I think I called, I don't know if I called, no, I think I called Meredith and I was like, hey, do you want to be on my podcast? I mean, it was so weird because it was like not a thing. Like, you know, the podcast wasn't a podcast until like I put it out there. And this was before, like I didn't announce it yet. And so it's just funny, like looking back and I knew she'd say yes. So that's why I asked her. Not like people would say no, but 
Um, obviously the first guest, I was kind of nervous. So, um, I just remember calling Meredith. She was like, oh my God, sure. But, but yeah, I think the biggest thing for Meredith's episode was, you know, her main theme was that like timing, timing is everything. You know, she didn't get that Olympic training center internship that first year, but she ended up getting it that second year. And it was like, thank goodness she got it that second year because that was an Olympic year and, you know, she was a snip and went to the Olympics. And it's just such a good, like, lesson. Like, timing is everything. And, like, when you don't get something the first time, like, you know, don't take it personally. Like, it's probably the best thing that could ever happen to you. And, um, you know, the next opportunity is right around the corner. And the and timing is everything. So I just thought that was, like, super helpful. And, yeah, thanks for being the first guest, Meredith. Appreciate you. After that was Kelly Rossi's episode, and Kelly said something really important. She said, it's okay to be happy where you are, and Kelly was referring to when she was an assistant for UVA. She was in that role for nine years and and loved it, and sometimes there's pressure in our field, or it might feel like, you know, oh, just be an assistant for a few years, and then you're supposed to move into the director role, but, you know, if you're happy where you are, and, and you love your job, and it's the right fit for you... The, the next title isn't going to matter if it's if it's not the right fit. And so I, I just think it was a great message on be happy where you are right now and like kind of own it. And if that next position is a director role, you know, making sure it's the right fit. And so I just thought that was a really great message that it's okay to be happy where you are right now. So thank you, Kelly, for your inspo. Next was Angela Brazina's episode. The biggest takeaway from Angela's was like the end where she said, find your people, find your home, like find those people where like you can be your goofy self but you know you also can't stand but can have hard conversations with and you know you respect each other and she gave an analogy at the end where like she said you remember that team that you were on in high school or that group you were a part of that you know everyone got along and their chemistry was great and it was like the best team you were ever on that really stuck with me because I just feel like everyone could picture like that team that they were on high school where, you know, everyone worked so well together. And I just thought that was a really great analogy. And um, I just love that. Find your people, find your home. And Angela also recommended um, Schitt's Creek. And I'm laughing because that's like the most like popular show or it was or still is. Um, but at the time I watched it and I didn't really understand like two episodes. But then after Angela's episode, I was like, you know what? I need to go back and watch it again. And I'm so glad I did because it's really funny. So I feel like most people have watched it, but if you haven't, you should. Next is Lauren Marucci's episode. I think the biggest thing with Lauren's was that we were both, I mean, now we've been dietitians almost for five years, but at the time it was four years. So I think we just had that in common and just talking about from year one as a dietitian to year four, year five, like how much your confidence grows um, like each year and how much better you feel as a dietitian. So I thought that was really cool. And then Lauren talked about, you know, the importance of like not just as a student or maybe early dietitian, just working with like football or just working with basketball, like being exposed to all different sports because all athletes matter and all athletes have value and, you know, different sports have different energy needs. And it doesn't matter if you work with a revenue or non-revenue sport. And so I just thought that was really important because I don't think that's really been said before. Or that was the first time that was kind of mentioned on don't just like silo yourself with a few teams get exposed to many sports you have a variety of experiences next up is beth wolfgram's episode for some reason for Beth, i always picture when she said like 
I believe at Utah, they gave her like a a desk in the closet and um, she was like in the closet calling Allison Maurer and that's where she found out about CPSDA. And it's just so crazy to think like that was a conversation or um, I could just like really picture that moment. And um, another thing Beth said, just being like the first full-time um, dietitian at Utah that like, you know, when she first got there, no one wanted her input. I believe she said the director of ops was like, don't you ever comment on our meal. We don't want your opinion. Um, and I just thought that was just so candid and so real. Like if you've ever been like the first dietitian anywhere of like, I mean, most people want your services, but I just thought that was a real situation. And I don't know, I think a lot of people could really relate to that. And um, yeah, just her story was just amazing and really incredible. Up next is Jenny Zabinski's episode. I just remember I could not stop laughing during Jenny's. I think it was like an interview at like 4 p.m. And I had like a coffee at like 2, but it, it was like didn't work. And I was like just loopy. So I was just laughing. But Jenny had two great pieces of advice. Her first one was like start before you're ready. So, you know, usually you're you're fearful of doing something because it's new. But like that's the best time to start. Like you're never going to be ready if you're ready, that'd be boring. So start before you're ready. And then something that she said, um, I believe her AD told her was stay neutral to positive. And I thought that was amazing. And I actually kind of forgot about this. But then when I was doing this episode, I was like, I just remembered this. And it's so important. And I'm bringing it up because I don't want anyone to forget it. But you know, Jenny was kind of saying, it's easy to be like frustrated or, you know, upset or angry you know when something happens but just stay neutral positive and like I really like that because it's not saying like just be optimistic and smile all the time it's saying you can be neutral like you can be neutral um so I love that stay neutral to positive thanks Jenny all right Rob Skinner's episode whenever I think of Rob's episode I always think of the four-year phenomenon um and then I always I like hear Rob's voice in my head being like there's always a freshman class there's always a freshman class but um I think Rob's main message that he said at the end that I feel like everyone who has listened to that episode remembers is let it go. He was the first one to really say that. And, you know, if they forget to put you on the travel roster, you know, it's not a slight on you. Or if they forget to give you the travel gear, you know, don't take it personally. Let it go. And I just thought that was incredible advice. And it's it's just so true. So um, thank you, Rob, for your inspiration. I could probably go on and on. But um those were those were the main things for sure. Um, Mary Ellen's episode. I feel like Mary Ellen was just like a go-getter. Um, I could just really like see her story kind of going through her career path. Um, I thought it was really interesting how she was saying like when she was with the Miami Dolphins and she forgot her phone and then realized like I don't need my phone. Like everyone I need right now is like in this office or in this building. And I thought that was so cool because anyone that works in a collegiate setting, like she was saying, you know, usually you have like 20 teams or how many teams that you have. And so to think that she didn't need her phone in that moment, which is really cool. And it, the way she told that story, I feel like everyone could kind of picture that. Something that Mary Ellen said that's super important was we were talking about the, the challenges of moving of, you know, advice for students if you are moving or, um, you know, to a different state. And Mary Ellen had great advice where she said, keep yourself grounded wherever you are. And, you know, things like, for example, like wherever you're moving, if you love yoga, make sure, you know, you go to a yoga class or live by a yoga studio. Or if you like cooking, like make time to cook. Or if you love running, you know, 
implement running within your day and just, you know, wherever you move, there's things in your life or hobbies that can keep you grounded. And that was just really great advice because that's something you can, you can control um, in a time where likely it's uncomfortable or it's an unfamiliar place. When you move, it can be really scary. And I just thought that was really helpful advice. Next is Joel Totoro's episode. I just thought Joel's story of getting the the Patriots job was just amazing where he said like he took a shirt off his back for Dave Ellis and um, I think everyone could just kind of picture that story. I feel like Joel was the first one that really talked about how his clinical background or his clinical ICU experience translated so well for injuries and working with the Patriots or in pro sports and you know how that foundation really helped him in his career as a sports dietitian. And he said something at the end that was really um, just really interesting and insightful. He was like, you don't retire as a sports RD. You know, if you lose that spark or, or lose that passion, there's another role as a sports dietitian that you can that you can pursue and find and, and just never let that flame, you know, burn out. And you can pivot and find find that other passion as a sports dietitian. So I just thought that was really cool and insightful. Up next was Rob Masterson's episode. I just feel like Rob's episode was just super relatable. I mean, I guess for myself, I didn't know Rob didn't get matched during the dietetic internship. And so like, obviously I didn't get matched either. That's my story. So just hearing a story of like when he went to class and, you know, the professor was like, no one shows up when they, you know, on match day. And just, I feel like he told that story really well and everyone could just picture that. Um, And I just think Rob is just resilient just from his SNP story too of like, you know, not initially getting, you know, a SNP placement, but then, you know, he got a phone call and not taking it personally that, you know, it didn't work out the first round and just, just like taking advantage of his opportunities. And the biggest thing that Rob said was like, bet on yourself, you know, believe in yourself, um, go all in on yourself. So I just thought that was really inspiring. After that was Beth Miller or formerly Miller, Beth McCall's episode And Beth had a really great message. She said, leave a place better than you found it. And what I love about that is like anyone can do that, whether you're a dietetic intern doing a six-week sports nutrition rotation or, you know, a director at a program or a sports dietitian, whoever you are, keeping that in the back of your head every day going into work. I just think it's a a really great mentality. And um, I just really love that. And I also really liked how Beth was talking about her transition to UCLA to Duke and what she would have done differently. I don't think a lot of sports dietitians that haven't moved into a second role would have maybe thought about the transition or, you know, how do you leave a place in a good spot in order to transition, you know, seamlessly as you can to your next adventure. Um, And so I just thought that was really cool how she was talking, talking about that experience and what she would have done differently. So I just thought that was really good advice. After that was Katie Knappenberger's episode and I think the biggest thing with Katie's that I remember is when she said, there's no such thing as nutrition emergencies. And I just think that's amazing, obviously, with Katie's background as an athletic trainer, you know, just perspective for dietitians realizing that when your Gatorade palate doesn't show up, that's not an emergency. Um, Katie also had great insight. I think I asked her, what should we know or what should we know about athletic trainers? She was saying that like taping an ankle is actually like a bonding moment for an athletic trainer and, you know, an athlete, you know, that's where like the relationship building and, you know, just a really good time to catch up and bond with the athlete. And I just thought that was really cool because for us dietitians, like we're not just walking by thinking, oh, they're just getting their ankle taped and just like 
understanding like a little bit more of like a meaning behind that. So I thought that was really cool. And then lastly, Katie had amazing advice for moms. I'm not a mom, but I just thought it was incredible. So if if you're a mom, I would highly recommend re-listening to Katie's episode. It was super, super inspiring. So thank you, Katie. After that was Auburn Wise and Sales episode. You know, Auburn said at the end, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And I think this is probably one of the most important messages for, you know, any students or early dietitians, like doing those fellowships and doing those internships under as many sports dietitians as you can has so much value. And the goal is like the full-time job. But if you sprint there, you don't have the experience to help you where you want to go. So just really valuing the experiences that you're having and gaining a variety of experiences and learning from so many dietitians before sprinting to that role. So thank you, Auburn. It's a marathon, not a sprint. After that was Chelsea Burkhart's episode. I think the biggest thing from Chelsea's, which is just incredible advice, was that she said at the end, like, it's okay not to know what you don't know. And that like, everyone knows that, you know, you're 24. Everyone knows it's your first job. And You know, I just think that's amazing advice and it's just super helpful for anyone going into like their first position on, you know, not putting that pressure on themselves and, um, you know, knowing that people are expecting you to ask for help or that you shouldn't know at all. I mean, so I just thought that was really helpful advice. And then, you know, a lot of Chelsea's episode two, you know, talking about how important feedback is and how important it is to ask for feedback and how important it is to give honest feedback. Um, So I, I just feel like, it's okay not to know. And you should know. And you should ask for help. So thank you, Chelsea. Lauren Link's episode. I think the biggest takeaway from Lauren's was, you know, she said something really important that I think is worth remembering was the importance of following up and in the timing of that. So you don't just like follow up once. Um, You know, just because you reach out for an opportunity or you want to volunteer, if there's not something in that moment, you know, reaching out again in like three months to follow up or, you know, two weeks or whatever it might be, because maybe there's not something at that time. But if someone knows that you're reaching out to them often and and it's something that interests you when that opportunity comes, like, you know, it will be coming your way because they know that you're, you're genuinely interested, right? You didn't just follow up once. So I just thought that was really helpful for students or younger dietitians to follow up. And then Lauren said at the end, you know, if she could tell her younger already self one thing, what would she say? And she said, you know, she wished she did those Enneagram or that DISC assessment or any of those personality trait um, assessments earlier on in her career. And I feel like a lot of those things in the workplace are a little bit more not normalized, but I feel like a lot of people have maybe done at least one of those um, up until this point. And I just thought that was just great advice because it's so true. Like those are so helpful to see like how you operate in the workplace. What skill sets are your strengths? Where are your weaknesses? Um, You know, understanding your coworkers better is, is just so important. And so I just thought that was really helpful. Like if you haven't done, you know, the disc assessment or if you don't know your Enneagram, I believe the Enneagram is free. So you can just go find out who you are. So yeah, I just thought that was really good advice from from Lauren. After that was Becky Twombly's episode. I feel like we were laughing the whole time. But Becky was the first one to really say that like every experience matters. And, you know, when you have a job to do it really well and work really hard, because that's when the next opportunity will present itself. 
And, you know, her biggest message was you never know what jobs you're going to take that will have a huge impact on your life later on. And for her career path, she was, you know, coaching volleyball and doing admin work with the SWA at Pepperdine. And so many years later, when the UCLA sports dietitian job came up, it was the SWA who she did admin work for at Pepperdine that said, hey, I know someone who'd be great for this job. And I just love that because it just goes to show that any job or any experience that you have will serve value in the future. And you just, you don't know how it's going to come back later in life. And I just thought that was amazing. And, you know, when Becky was talking about how she was feeling frustrated at UCLA and her boss got her the book, The Energy Bus, I just thought that was also amazing. And, you know, hearing about her her vision and what she wanted to do. And when USC called, she got to see all those things come to life and just a really cool story. And yeah, I thought that was great that like every experience matters and you work really hard. The next opportunity will present itself. So thank you, Becky. And that's the end of 2020, 16 episodes, 16 guests, the original snippeters <laughs> took a two week break. And now let's head over to 2021. All right, and now into 2021 to start us off was Anthony Zamora. I thought Anthony's story was just like incredible in his work ethic and just his drive, I think, is just contagious. And I loved how he was saying, you know, he was serving juice at the University of Tennessee and didn't really think much of it, right? He was like, I'm going to show up and serve juice because if I don't show up, who else is going to serve juice? And that was kind of like his normal work ethic that just kind of came natural to him. And then, you know, by showing up every morning and, and doing a really good job, Allison Maurer offered him the internship opportunity for the Rams. And that was, you know, his whole career path brought him to, to where he is today. And I think it's just such a great reminder that like the smallest tasks, just doing them really well can can lead you to the next opportunity. And I just really loved that story. And um, and another thing Anthony said was, if you really want it, you'll do whatever it takes. And I really just love that energy and that drive. And if you're a student out there, if you have that mentality, that will get you really, really far. So, you know, if you really want it, you're going to do whatever it takes and it will be worth it. After that is Riley Beatty's episode. I thought it was awesome how Riley was talking about how she started getting on camera for the first time or why she even started getting on, on camera on Instagram. I just would have never thought that was the reason why that, you know, she she wasn't really confident in public speaking or doing team talks. And she thought, hey, if I get on camera, it's going to force me to, you know, to be a better public speaker and communicate my message more effectively. And I just thought that was really cool and just really human of Riley to kind of talk about because I think a lot of people, obviously Riley has such a big following, but to know like she's just like us or, you know, or that like anyone can do that too. I just thought that was really cool. And I think just, or just like really inspiring, like put yourself out there and um, you'll get better at it and don't be afraid to make mistakes. So thank you, Riley. After that was Katie Lamar's episode, and that was just like a Bachelor Tell All episode. Um, That's when the podcast probably got really deep, just talking about the interview process, what it was really like, the truth behind that. And I just loved that episode because it was just the truth. And I hope anyone that needs help interviewing or just knowing that you're not alone, go listen to Katie's episode and hopefully you'll feel better. But um, 
Katie said something really awesome at the end. She said, get to know your people and be kind to them. Don't just get to know the people that you think are important. And she gave the example of like, obviously, you're going to want to, you know, have a good relationship with the head coach. But don't forget about the student athletic trainer because, you know, that student athletic trainer could become the head athletic trainer at another university and you wish you would have treated him better or or her better. And obviously you should always treat everyone well, regardless of what their title is. But I think it just goes to show like athletics is such a small world that you really want to, you know, treat people well and be kind, just be kind to everyone. And, you know, relationships matter. It doesn't really matter if it's the head coach or the student athletic trainer. So thank you, Katie. Jenny Westerkamp's episode was next. And I'm going to share one thing. No, I'm going to share two. So first, go read The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. That's the book Jenny and I talk about in the episode. I found that book on the All Access Dietetics website six years ago. And I read that book and it changed my life. And it changed Jenny's life. So if you need some inspo, if you need your life to be changed, go read that book. The second, The second thing about Jenny's episode was... I think I asked Jenny what she would have done differently with all access dietetics when like looking back when she was talking about that she actually almost shut down all access dietetics. And I I remember when she said that I couldn't believe it. I was like, really? Like, that's so crazy. And when I asked her what she would have done differently, she said that she wished she went all in on her business sooner or there was something so special about going all in on yourself. And I just loved that because it was just such a great message for I don't know anyone that just like has like dreams or has goals or has vision or has a vision it's just really helpful to like you know bet on yourself like Rob was saying earlier and go all in on yourself and invest in yourself and I just I just love that message from Jenny and I just thought that was super inspiring and and really helpful so thank you Jenny after that was Laura Moretti's episode I just loved Laura's career path I mean it was just her career path has just been was amazing just hearing about how she found out about you know getting into NYU and like the closet in Merrill Lynch on Wall Street and you know obviously her vision for eating disorders in sports and in athletes just such a trailblazer in our field um I loved talking about supervision with Laura obviously I don't think supervision is talked about enough and that was kind of the main theme of that episode of like talking about supervision why it's so important and why you shouldn't do this work alone and Laura said something really important that was just such a light bulb moment. And I'm sure it was for a lot of dietitians, but she said, you can't work harder than your patient is working. And I just love that because I think it's just really helpful for anyone working with eating disorders in sport. And, you know, the biggest thing for students or early dietitians that Laura said was like, go for your dreams, but respect the process. And that, you know, if you want to work with eating disorders in sport, either get experience in eating disorders or get experience in sport and like really build out that foundation. And I just thought that was a great reminder, um, you know, for students who want to get into the field and, and work with that specific population or work with both populations. So thank you, Laura. Next is Amy Culp's episode. I mean, I think we were all just kind of blown away. I think the biggest thing from Amy's though, which like it's really obvious, but maybe not is like why Amy has been so successful. I think a lot of like students or early dietitians, like you want things like right away, but like hearing about Amy's career path of like how much experience she had from like working at WIC in management and then working with eating disorders and then 
consulting at UT and then, you know, getting the role at UT and how much of a, of a foundation that she had and, you know, how valuable that was and that she build, she built out her skill set. And I think realizing that, like, you can't really be successful, quote unquote, if you don't have your skill set built. And I think early dietitians or students want things right away, but to realize that time and experience you have to have that foundation. So I thought that was just a really good like reminder almost and a in a message to everyone. Um and yeah, just like in awe of Amy and her program at UT. But Amy said something really interesting at the end. She said something like the one of the basketball coaches will just, you know, text her once a month or just something to check in and, you know, because he's a good person. And the point of like her relationship with the basketball coach, it's not about like having a good relationship with the basketball coach so he can give you the next job. It's about having good relationships with people because you should have good people in your life. And I thought that was so amazing because I know a lot of times on the podcast, we're talking about like networking and build connections because the connection can get you the job. And like, of course, like that's true, but like it really should be like the latter because the latter will probably end up for, you know, those connections, but just have good people in your life. No, I thought that was like a small thing that she said, but I think it's really important. And um, I'm mentioning it because I want people to remember that. So thank you, Amy. Up next was Emily Danker's episode. I loved Emily's message. I actually didn't know until after my interview with Emily, I didn't realize that she actually moved out of sports or moved out of working with athletes. I knew she was in private practice, but I thought she had such a great message. Whether you work in athletics or not, it still applies. She said, you don't have to change who you are to fit in with a job and that it's so important to be yourself at home and the same self in the workplace as well. And I think it just really, I think anyone can just think about themselves. And if it, if you're not feeling the same way at home and in the workplace, then maybe it's not the right fit. And like, that's okay. And I just thought that was such a powerful message. And, you know, just reflecting and thinking about, are you your authentic self at work? And I just thought that was such an amazing message. So thank you, Emily, for inspiring us. Up next is Matt Frakes, aka Dr. Frakes. And I think the biggest thing with Matt's episode was, you know, we have to take action. You don't just listen to a podcast and think, you know, check. And, you know, we all have to take action in order to make a difference in our field. And I just think Matt's story was just so inspiring, the adversity he's overcome and just how he's such a role model for up and coming sports dietitians of color. And it's just really exciting to see in our field. And Also, something that Matt said at the end, which is really important, he said, the people make the logo. The logo doesn't make the people. And I really liked that because it was just a really good reminder that, you know, I think sometimes we want to aim for the title or the brand or the school or or the name of a school and to to really aim for experiences or aim for the people that you want to be around and, and be inspired by. So thank you, Dr. Frakes. All right, Kelsey Gomes episode. I think the biggest thing I'm just talking about the SNP experiences. I mean, those were just so candid and so real. Just like talking about those experiences with Kelsey. Like I just remember like all those experiences. So that was just really fun, you know, reminiscing. And um, like I, as obvious as it might sound, like I really didn't know why she was so good at public speaking, like in a way, but it makes so much sense from like the work that she did in private practice from like, the TV segments and like, you know, getting your message across and, 
you know, making sure that, you know, you have an elevator pitch and it's organized and you've thought through it. Like those are really, you might think simple things, but if you're not prepared before you go into a talk, like it's not going to go well. So I thought that was just really like insightful and it's just really good advice. And um, I just thought that was really cool. Clint Wattenberg's episode. I mean, Clint's story is just really cool. Just, I mean, how he was a wrestler at Cornell and then became the sports dietitian at Cornell to help the wrestlers. I mean, it's just, that is just a story within itself. And then I think the coolest thing is how the UFC Performance Institute is growing and how valuable dietitians are. I believe he said there's going to be four full-time on the staff. I think another really interesting thing was he said, don't put weight class sports in an eating disorder category. And I thought that was just super insightful the way he was talking us through that. Um, thought that was really cool. And Clint's just definitely a trailblazer. Christina Chu's episode. I think the biggest thing from Christina's is the first thing, the first thing I think about was how we were talking about like how awkward it is your first counseling session when you're like a dietitian for like a year. And I thought it was awesome how Christina was talking about like, you know, how she tries to gain confidence or, or, or how she tries to channel her confidence from working with clients and, you know, just being really candid about how awkward that first session is and that it shouldn't feel comfortable. And I thought that was just a really valuable conversation because I don't think anyone talks about that, um, of like how awkward your first two years are. So I think that was the biggest takeaway. And then I think what was super helpful or just for any young dietitian was like Christina talked a lot about how she had a mentor and that was helping like overlook her cases and how important that is. And, you know, if you're a younger RD, like a cut yourself some slack, your first counseling sessions are going to be awkward. You just got to keep, keep going. You just learn from them and then, you know, get a mentor. Like you don't have to do this work alone. So I thought that was super helpful. After that was Jordan Mazur's episode and I thought Jordan just had a great message. You know, he said, your life is your responsibility and no one else is responsible for it except for you. And that you're in control of your energy, your happiness, you know, how you spend your time. And, you know, if you're not happy with where you are currently, Jordan talked about looking at those habits and actions that have led you there and making making changes to them to help you get to where you want to be. And I just thought that was a great message. And Jordan also talked about the importance of goal setting. And it's great to have those dreams and those goals, but setting those short-term goals to help you stay on track, but to ultimately get to where you want to be and in that in that dream. So I just thought that was a great reminder. And yeah, thank you, Jordan. After that was Julia Zalewski's episode. I think the biggest thing from Julia is because she's seen so many schools, I thought it was really interesting, like how she said, as she's moved from, you know, university to university as a sports dietitian, the biggest thing that she has learned is to listen more and how important it is to listen. And I think anyone, whatever role you're in, whether you're an intern for the first time, first time sports dietitian or wherever you are, whenever you come into a new role, like you got to listen and, um, you know, hear the needs of you know, the place that you're at. And I thought that was super valuable. Then actually at the end, Julia said something really interesting. You know, she said, anyone you're working with is going to teach you something and you're going to teach them something too without realizing it. And that's just kind of cool because I think we all know that's true. But like, think about all the things that like we've probably as dietitians have taught other people that maybe they don't like verbalize to us that like, thank you for telling me this. But, you know, it works both ways in a way. So yeah, I just thought that was like kind of like a, I don't know, just like a cool way to kind of, just a really interesting perspective. 
And then our last episode, Jessica Isaacs, closing out season two. She said something like she thought, you know, when she was a younger dietitian or when she was a student, that she had to be like a poster child for professionalism. And, you know, that's like not that's like not her. I think her biggest message and I I think this has been really helpful, like because social media is bigger now. And I think people are starting to realize like you can be a dietitian and be professional, but also be yourself And, like, people want you to be creative. People want you to be goofy. And people, I mean, you know, the right people maybe want you to be goofy. But you should should be yourself. And I think Emily Danker said this, too. Like, people want you to be your authentic self. And, you know, finding who you are and how you want to deliver your nutrition education. Like, if you you have to be yourself and and you're going to be effective. So I I thought that was just really cool how she kind of said that. And just inspiring for any students coming up of like you don't have to fit into this box because that would be boring and then obviously be a goldfish let the small stuff go don't beat yourself up over the littlest things don't critique yourself and let's swim far away from covid and hopefully i'll see each other soon but yeah that's it 30 for 30 if you made it this far I hope I brought back some good memories, but thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I love hearing from you guys. So if you have any feedback on the podcast, any guests that you want on in the near future, or just if you just want to say hi, don't be afraid to message me or DM me. Um, But I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I know a lot of times people thank me for making the podcast, but seriously, thank you. This has been so inspiring and so helpful and it's been amazing so thank you guys and i'm gonna take a six-week break but i'll be back in june and i'm gonna leave you with this if you could tell your younger arty self one thing what would you say timing is everything and i'm so thankful that i was able to not get matched the first time to be an intern there and get matched the second time really just believing in your gut and your passion and what moves you and, you know, makes your heart sing. If you ever need anybody, like, you know, let me know. I, I'd love to come back and help. And, you know, a year later, <laughs> they were like, we need somebody. So, you know, I think it just was a lot of like right place, right time, but also making sure that I left like a good lasting impression. Along with the confidence, having the ability to speak up and defend you know, ourselves, our profession. I think the biggest lesson of that first year was building relationships. You're not an expert until you, you've made enough mistakes and been asked enough questions. And, you know, kind of along the way, like I had an answer for everything where we're, you know, kind of clinically or, or in our brains, we're like, we know why we do things, but until you verbalize it and explain it, you've never really kind of cemented your, your philosophies. No matter what level you're at, like you've only got a certain amount of time. You don't, don't get a second chance to make a first impression, right? You've got only got a certain amount of time. Make your impression, be impactful, and that person will continue to come back to you. You've got to sell yourself as well as the knowledge that you have. It's not just what we know. We've got to care, right? We've got to care. What you're looking for may not be right in front of you. Like you might have to kind of open up your heart and your mind and, and see what else is out there. Never stop learning. Stay humble and leave a place better than you found it combination from a couple different mentors. There is massive value in investing time in getting to know people personally. 
and you should do less in your job so that you have time for that. Do not sacrifice getting to know your colleagues personally. There's no doubt if you continue to just work towards what it is that you ultimately want to do, like you'll find yourself on where you want to be. It might location-wise, geographically might not be where you expected, um, but it'll be where you're supposed to be. Take your time. You don't need to rush into a position or sprint to that full-time position. Take your time doing those internships, those fellowships, and learning under as many dietitians as you can. It's actually such a powerful thing to lead with vulnerability and to lead with courage. There might not be something at that moment, but if you stay in touch and you continue to build your network and keep making those connections, like there will be something for sure. You never know what jobs you're going to take that will have a huge impact on your life later. I mean, if you really want it, if you really want it, it just makes sense to me. You're gonna do anything it takes. Be patient because everything is gonna be okay. Any opportunity that, you know, I didn't get or didn't work out, I think I still learned so much just going through, whether it was a phone interview or Skype or in person, like every time I just feel like you get sharper with those skills. With All Access Dietetics, we will sometimes say the SW, 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 which is some will, some won't, so what, someone's waiting. And that's really encouraging. I saw this need for dietitians specializing in not just eating disorders and not just sports, but eating disorders in sport and in athletes. I had a vision, mm. had passion, had built relationships, and I, I had my skill set built as a dietitian. I'm so grateful for that time. You don't have to change who you are to fit in with the job. They're trying to amplify all those voices, those marginalized groups to ensure that we keep continuing to move in a direction for equity, opportunity, and inclusion amongst everybody. It's really great just to kind of see the growth of our profession and the growth of how these fellowships help dietitians like get to that next level. Being passionate about something that's not super common is going to carve you a, a place of specific expertise. I wish I knew the impact of every connection that you make. If you love what you do, you never feel like you're working. That starts with a passion for anyone, right? And I love what I do, so I never I never get bored of it. Know your worth, know your value, know how important that the performance team is, know how important the relationship side of things are and and don't don't lose those connections. Doing what you can to have your name mentioned in a room full of opportunities. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on Sports Artie Snippets. I hope you found our conversation helpful today. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Spotify. Share the podcast or tell another Sports Artie to be or sports dietitian about it. If you can rate and review the podcast, it really helps the show and is much appreciated. Remember to follow along on Instagram at Sports Artie Snippets to see what Sports Artie guest is featured each week. I'm super excited to bring on my upcoming guests, so stay tuned. I'm Liz Waluka, and thanks so much for listening.